Hey y'all, it's Gina Janelle. You're tuned into Girl, I'm Just Saying, the podcast where I and my guests open our mouths to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly in dating, relationships, sex, parenting, and overall navigating this world, all while becoming and maintaining the badass women that we are. This shit can get ghetto, girl. I'm just saying. Hey y'all, it's Gina here. We're episode three? Episode three? And, you know, this episode, I am who the fuck I am. And I really want, it's almost like I just really want people to embrace who the fuck they are. So, with that, I'm going to try to give y'all a little bit of encouragement and introduce y'all to the L's that it took to get here. Like, we're going to have to do some stumbling to pick ourselves up. Like, some we fall down, but we get back up type shit. Like, because once I tell y'all who I am and how I am and how it was made, because I ain't even where I'm supposed to be at. But to get to this point, baby, baby, it was, it was, it was, some, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot. But like I said, this episode three, we're going to talk about who the fuck I am. I am who the fuck I am. And really, it's hard for us to figure out who the fuck we are because we get so wrapped up in human embarrassment. And I, I it took me 30 fucking years, 30 damn year so i'm two years into being who the fuck i am two only two out of 32 years into being who the fuck i am and embracing who the hell i am and being unapologetic about it because really my theory is how the fuck am i gonna be embarrassed or afraid to be my absolute self in front of a bunch of humans that are imperfect themselves like y'all out here dead ass trying to figure out and navigate it and you got the audacity to tell me how i'm doing it is wrong the unmitigated goal to tell me, me, a whole me, that what I'm doing is so wrong or what I'm doing is weird or cringy. Well, I've had that same opinion about you, but I'm not. I'm going to let you live. And I'm going to go over here and enjoy who I am. So, with that being said, um, like I said, I'm 32 years old. And I'm only two years into really, like, stepping into who I am and embracing who I am with all the flaws, all the 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 wins, the triumphs, all that shit. Um, and I, I reflected back recently on the things that I went through. And at this point, I kind of laugh, I kind of laugh and it really boils down to, we take for granted the purity of childhood. We are literally kids stumble and they fall and they don't even cry. Have you noticed they never embarrassed when they fall? And then here come us big adult embarrassing asses come around and we imprint on them and tell them you're doing this wrong, you're doing that. And we, we hit them with the imp- the perfectionist mentality or you're supposed to do it this way mentality. But I say that because it took me having to go on this inner child journey. Goodness. And let me tell you, I resisted. I resisted to the last possible moment of the inner child work with my my mentor i resisted her so much so fucking much but when i say it is the catalyst to healing it really is and it i didn't even realize a lot of the things that i was like the the critical the critical critiques and the criticisms that i was giving my own self because really who the fuck was really talking about me oh really who the fuck cared in my big adult life who the, who the hell was critiquing me? 
And it came from, I was carrying over stuff from my childhood. And I had to determine that age. She had me determine, like, write a letter to your inner child self. And, and I determined that I was about 15, 16. Even though, like, I had a really traumatizing childhood up until that point, I think at 15 and 16 is where I finally just decided to give up and give into it because that's when I decided to try to commit suicide in 2005. It was actually around Christmas time, 2005. And I was almost successful, but I never really healed. I almost blanketed over it. It never healed. And I, my mother couldn't give me the tools to heal because she was really suffering herself with her mental health, which was later determined in my through my growing and learning and the different relationship dynamics we end up developing as I grew into an adult. I was really fighting her teenager. It was two teens fighting at the same time, if that made any sense. But I really tried to commit suicide and I never really grew or healed from it or really broke down why I was going through what I was going through. Um, Because my mother just simply couldn't give me the tools because she didn't know. She didn't know what to do because she was never given the tools. But... I tried to avoid that part of this whole healing that she was trying to do. We were in a mission to, for me to regain my power. And I avoided it so much to, it literally would not let me live. And it came out screaming and throwing tantrums. I started avoiding my friends. I started cussing them out, attacking their relationships, growing out of jealousy. And it was all, if you really think about it, some some childish shit, some shit a teenager would do. Because in my late age of 30 damn one, I'm over here attacking my friends and being jealous of them for no freaking reason, for no reason at all. So it just came spilling all out. So once I start really adjusting it under trying to understand 17-year-old Sasha, because that's my real name, I started to finally grow. Ooh, it hurt it. Oh, it hurt it so bad. It hurt it so bad. It was such a, a, a rocky and it was, it really felt like being on a ship with no sail, like just getting tossed around sea. You just like, when is it over? And one time, one, one part of it, we're good. The next part, all of a sudden emotions start spilling over. I even started attacking my mentor, like trying to push her out. I was hanging up on people. Like it was really bad. It got really bad, but it was really good. And I actually warn people like to go healing. You're going to dig deep. You got to dig deep and it, it hurts. Ooh, do it hurt? So in this year, in 2022, I actually reflected on that part of what I was going through. I think around February, after about February, I really determined now, where do I go from here? Because I'm 17 in a 32 year old's body with four kids fuck do I go from here like what do you do that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot and I'm I'm by myself doing this I'm trying to really determine and be by myself so I made the decision to do things unorthodox and like I said in the beginning of this we we have other humans determining how we should live our human experience which makes absolutely no sense at all because aren't we all doing this by our like Aren't we all going through this differently? Like, even though you're an adult, you can't tell me how my life is going to be. What's going to happen to me in my life? You can almost just give me different scenarios that you went through and I can cherry pick from them. But essentially, you cannot give nobody in this world a map to how to live a good life. Because essentially, you don't know how. Because you haven't died. You haven't lived to your end. 
You're, you could be great one day, next day, screw, totally everything falls apart. You don't know. The, the gift is in the present. So in February, it got, it started boiling over. And they actually did a study on people who start healing that their body comes out of fight or flight. And I think that's where the tumultuous physical part of it really comes down. And I was getting diagnosed with lupus. It was so tumultuous coming from fight or flight to a relaxing, to a calm, normal state that it sent me into, I couldn't, the sleepiness, I was so exhausted. And to give you a little background on fight or flight from a medical perspective, fight or flight is what our body goes through. If you ever notice when you get in a fight, you don't have to pee, everything dries up. So your body is literally reserving resources. You're not tired. You ever notice you're just overwhelmed. You're just up and you're just, you ready. You got energy out of nowhere. And that's because your body literally pulls from every orifice and focus on that one thing and that one moment. So like I said, in healing, they tell you, you'll come out of fight or flight. And it, it, it feels like it ain't gentle at all. And I was coming out of it to the point my doctor was trying to diagnose me with lupus. I was falling asleep mid stride on treadmills. So it was, it was a lot. I, I had to talk to my friends and I noticed, not I noticed, but I was also advised by my mentor to get my circle together. I got my circle together and I knew who I could talk to. Like I said, I'm no longer embarrassed. I can't be embarrassed. You can't heal in embarrassment because it's going to get ugly. It's going to get so fucking ugly. So my cousin, I reached out to her because it was getting so emotionally bad that I said, I'm ready to go. I don't even want to go no more. The storm was so rocky, I just wanted to lay down, let it, let a wave overturn my ship and go down with it. I didn't want to fight the waves no more. I just didn't want to. It was exhausting. You're told, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. It's just a storm. The storm don't last forever. But that storm felt like it was, it had hands. That shit had hands. It wouldn't let me, it, it was a lot. It was a lot. I was physically feeling this. It was coming out physically. So... I admitted myself to the hospital. Best when I say this was the best, I I might joke about it now, but when I say if they I could write a Yelp review for the seventh floor of the hospital, it would be five stars. Best vacation, best thing I ever did. And I also tell people like isolation and seclusion are two different things. I isolated my kids. Go to your daddy's. I'm playing the baby daddy, and it was almost like a joke. I think because I do a lot of things in a joking manner to like my social media and I said I'm playing baby daddy this year even to my trainer I told him I'm about to be the baby daddy because the men they just get to leave they get to leave like how do you not look back and it's not that I didn't love my kids but I had to start loving me enough so I could love my kids properly up until that point Mike I've really provided a great life for my kids but in those three days that I was actually in the um on the lockdown unit, I noticed I wasn't providing for them mentally because I didn't even know how to provide for myself. I was 17 in a 32-year-old's body. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing emotionally. I knew to go to work, make money, pay the bills. That's easy. That shit's easy. But how do I tell my daughters how to be themselves if I was never being my fucking self? How do I tell my daughters it's okay to cry if I never cried out loud? How do I tell my daughters to be human? And I didn't even know what the fuck it was to have a human experience because my whole life I was told how to be another human that I wasn't. I was told what to do. That's not the human experience. So in those three days, I colored. I colored for three fucking days. I let myself 
come down. I had to come down from this fight or flight that I had been in for 32 freaking years. Because I've actually, in my earlier part of my life, I actually dealt with molestation. And it made me realize why that that part of the healing made me realize why I had a problem with men and why I was the way I was. So it was a lot leading up to this point. And finally, I had reached the peak, came out of fight or flight. It was physically draining. It was mentally exhausting. It was emotionally draining. It just, it, it took so much out of me. So went to the hospital, came out the hospital in three days. I said, ain't enough. I was taken back. I was reclaiming my time by Miss Maxine Waters. I was reclaiming my time. So I continued. I went to the point, like I said, you got to do some unorthodox shit. And it's not even crazy. It's just, it's not what the fuck they want us to do or what they used to do. And you got to really ask their asses, has what they've been telling you to do worked for you, really? Has it worked for you? Has it worked for them? Has it worked? Or is it just something that you think you're supposed to do because somebody wrote some weird-ass rule and said that's what it's supposed to be? Hence, America and the Constitution. Well, serve that time, don't serve this time. I'm the baby daddy now. So my kids went with their dads. I even started locking the door. I changed the locks on my doors. I acted like I wasn't home. I took time for me. Because I couldn't live like this no more. I didn't want to be like Sasha no more. Hence, Gina Janelle. I really stepped into Gina. So, took time. It was almost like a three-week thing where I was hiding my car in my garage. I was really acting like I wasn't home because my one kid's father, the three older girls, hey, dad, was popping up at the damn house. And I would leave the house and watch. You know, them times mama was hiding from Renaissance really paid off in this because I knew <laughs> how to fucking hide from people when they were coming to my house and they were unwanted. So, I, I changed the locks because he was letting them key in and shit. He's letting them key in. I'm like, I'm never going to heal. No, I'm going to fucking heal. I'm going to. This is. You're. No. Because you want to be a shit ass man. You're going to have to step the fuck up. And I, I tell women. Every every scenario is different. Every man ain't the same. Some men are shit ass men. And they will just get so frustrated. That they will harm the kid. But sometimes we don't give these men an opportunity to fucking show. If they could really do the fucking job. Because you know. We so. We're so condition to think the woman has to pick up the slack wherever the fuck the slack is at we pick it up well i had determined in those three days that's 72 hours after i slept for 14 of them i'm no longer picking up no one slack i'm accountable for me even all the way down to my children i have a 13 year old and two 12 year olds and a three-year-old i told them y'all gonna have to give me grace I'm giving myself grace and I'm de demanding grace. Fuck respect. You ain't, I don't give a fuck. I respect myself enough. You're going to give me grace as a human. I'm also a nurse. And with that comes a lot of rules. We don't get the grace to be a human. I carry this shit over into every aspect of my life. To my friendships. Into my work. Into my personal self. Into relationships I'm starting. With my kids. You're going to give me some goddamn grace. You can be imperfect, but I cannot kiss my ass. So with giving myself grace, I was able to start becoming who the fuck I'm supposed to be. 
I was allowing myself to make mistakes. I was allowing myself to really feel what it's like for the first time in 32 fucking years, be a human. I tell my kids, I love you. I'm a mother. But at the same time, when I had y'all, I had no clue what the fuck I was doing. I was a child making adult decisions. Despite the fact that I was legally an adult, mentally I was a child making an adult decisions. And this is why I tell people who, who long for kids, that's fine. That's a natural thing. That's a natural thing to want to procreate. However, we've got to stop inflicting trauma through trauma. You're doing traumatic shit out of trauma. You have kids thinking because you got your money up. Kids, the money ain't going to happen because you know what? You don't want to be homeless. You're going to make sure the motherfucking bills pay. That's the easy part of raising kids. It's the emotional part. If you have not fixed yourself and healed yourself and really determined who the fuck you is, don't have no kids. It's horrible. You ain't shit for yourself. It's just hell. And honestly, in God's 2022, I don't know why you want to bring a child to this because if I was a child born after 2020, I'd really look at the motherfucker like, is you, get, is you shit in my dick right now? Did you really bring me to this? Did you really put me in this world? And we out here, y'all, y'all was dealing with COVID. It's this monkey box, monkey box. Anyway, I digress. But I told my kids, y'all gonna give me some grace. You're gonna give me some grace and I'm gonna do things differently. Peace at all costs. My mentor used to always talk about this peace at all costs. And essentially it was like, way I was determining peace at all costs is pushing everybody the fuck away. Pushing everybody the fuck away. That's not peace. Because you're still in a fucking storm. You done pushed everybody off the ship, but the fucking storm's still raging. You done pushed everybody off the fucking ship thinking it's them. But it ain't. The fucking storm's still happening. Weather the storm with the people there. Determine who's helping us weather this storm. That's, that's what the fuck is determined. So I start cleaning my circle. And I had pushed... My best friend of 25 years now, 25 years away. And I told you I was lashing out at her. And I always say like with depression and mental health, you usually um, deflect your anger is misdirected. So a lot of times it's not the person that you're lashing out is not the person that you're mad at. A lot of times it can be you. You're just mad at yourself, but they're the nearest person. And I really feel like depression can be a grieving process too. But I pushed her the fuck away. I blocked, when I say I blocked her so fucking hard, I blocked her. Her mama called, talking about she's beside. I said she better get in front of herself. And I blocked her mama. I could block everybody. One band, one sound. I had to go back. Like I said, once I determined I'm living my life different from here. 32 years of living like that was one way. It's up to me to make the life that I want for myself. I have the power to paint my life how I want it. So I have to analyze everyone in my life. What did she do that was so wrong? She's human. And me wanting grace, I have to give those people grace. I'm not going to keep letting you fuck me over. If I tell you once and you don't correct it, you don't give a fuck about me. Twice, maybe. But that's you got to get to that tier of being able to fuck up the same things twice. I have to go out and tell her, I apologize. I'm sorry. Where I was, was doing a lot to me mentally. It was a lot. And if you can go back to a person in your life that you have damaged and they can forgive you, it's also up to your ass to take that as a goddamn gift. 
can say that to men sometimes y'all be out here fucking over the same woman multiple times and they keep giving you and giving you and giving you do you look up and she's gone well i gave you grace and you shit on it she gave me grace so i said i have to now i have to we have to reinvent our friendship she did something that i didn't agree with she was kind of like keeping me abreast on her ex i said hey i don't like that she fixed it period point blank that woman gives a fuck about me i also had this thing where i was afraid of inviting my mom we had fell out back last year last april we fell out and like i said i had to really analyze the relationship i had with my mom and decided we were two fucking teenagers arguing and the conversations i would have with my mentor I don't even know if I should call her a mentor. She, this woman's been more than a fucking mentor. She's been a life coach. She's been a lot. And I told her, I've got to keep you around. She's she's like a mother to me. So we have that mother-daughter relationship. Sometimes she get on my nerves with the shit she say, but essentially she's saying some shit I need to hear. But she would tell me, you can't be the captain of no one's healing but yours. You know, I've seen people like, you need to go heal. You need to... I can't tell you. You don't know what the fuck they need to do. Why are you worried about them? I can't worry about nobody else. If it ain't directly fucking me over and fucking me up, you know, maybe that's the American way because we always want to put our fucking two cents in everything. We want to always be in somebody else's fucking business. So she said, you're not going to be able to determine her healing, but you got to realize you're going to have to love her where she's at. And as I started shedding this teenager and I was growing, well, you're not growing, you're maturing this person because that's what life is. You grow physically, you mature emotionally. I'm maturing the 17 year old version of myself. I got nervous because I didn't, I know my mother is a trigger for me because as much as we've been through, I love my mother. My mother has definitely sacrificed a lot for me, but I love her. So I was nervous about restarting that friendship and that relationship, but she told me to trust myself. And this is almost a determination. You almost got to test yourself to see if you healed that part. You almost got to push that wound and see if it's closed. You got to see if there's still pain underneath there. There's still pus underneath. So I started testing it. And my mother would do things I would be like not necessarily agreeing with. But I had to keep in the back of my mind grace. Give her grace. Give her grace. Give her grace. She's not where you at. She's not where you go. She's not going to be who you want her to be. But you're going to do you want her to be in your life? Are you able to love her? Is it is it a relationship that you're willing to work on? Are you willing to love her who for who she is and where she's at? And that thought process on my end has really helped with me and her. And she recently told me that my aunt was asking her, like, I'm surprised you ain't been complaining about that other child of yours. And my mom said, you, can also, you always can tell when somebody has changed. She said, people will tell you they changed, but you can feel when they change. Me and my mom have great conversations. And she do things. Yeah, I told her, I don't always agree with, but the way I've responded to her, tell her, hey, saying this, I love, I love you, deserve more. I'm going to say this. And like you asking for my advice. And I'm going to say this. I have to love my mother as a human. We get so wrapped up in titles. Like, I think that's also like, what I don't think, I know that's part of the part that I've loved so much my healing. I'm not one title. People will see me on social media and they don't even realize I'm a mother. They don't even know I'm in my thirties. They don't even know I'm a mother. They don't even know half the shit I do because I don't want to be those titles. I'm really working and determined to be who the fuck I am. Not what I am, who I am, who I am. 
I could be all these things. I could do all those things. But if one day we can't nurse, then is that who, if I, am I gone? Am I lost? Am I not a person? No. If one day my kids grow up, that's an empty nester shit. Kids grow up and they decide to be who they are. I'm not a mother no more. So now I'm lost. I'm not a human. I don't know who the fuck I am. I'm over here 50 searching who, who the hell I am because my whole being was my kids. And trying to live vicariously through them. That's an illness. I don't give a care. Nobody say that's an illness. You really got to look deep into that. And it, it's, a, it's a traumatizing illness that spills over to you. It's almost contagious. It spills over to your child. You're trying to make your child something that you think that they should be. Not realizing you need to worry about what the fuck you are. But I really focus now on who I am as a human. Not as these titles and these, and these different achievements and stuff. But who I am. And it's allowed me to really feel good about myself and experience life in a different way. I'm not, I don't care. Like, I'm not going to, because I care so much about being a nurse. I'm not, I'm going to come in here when I'm not feeling good mentally. I got to take care of me first. I tell them all the time, honey, I can't take care of nobody else if I ain't taking care of myself. This, 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 at the end of the day, really do half these jobs give a damn about us? No, they don't give a fuck about us. So I give a fuck about me. I tell my kids, look, I can't be a great person to you. If you really going to hold me to some random fucking standard that we as humans created mothers are supposed to be, what the fuck does a mother really look like? Like what does essentially really think about it? What is a mother? A fucking human. She's a human. We dehumanize mothers so much and I hate it. We didn't, we can't. And this is why women are, they can't even express the emotions that they dealing with as far as raising kids. It's horrible. The shit sucks. The shit sucks. We love them, but the shit sucks. And women can't even express that. Baby, this is a safe place. You can express this. I love my kids and tell them all the time. I like, I, I love y'all, but right now I don't like y'all too much. Y'all stress me out. You get on my damn nerves. Shut the fuck up. I need a moment. They know I'm your mother, but also I'm a human. And I've noticed this changed the way I interact with my daughters. I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. I can't even say I'm a good mother. Because who the fuck, who, who determines that? The person receiving the care, right? I'm a good person. I got, I'm not going to hurt them. I'm going to make sure they got it. They can come to me and say whatever they want to. But I, I can't determine if I'm a good mother. Shit, that, that damn review ain't going to be written until the damn job's over. Shit. I got a couple more years under my belt waiting on this. I got, what, six, seven, eight? Shit. Every 15, 15 damn years before I find out if I was a good mother or not. But. In the meantime, I could be a good human. I could be a good person. So I allow my kids to come to me and talk to me about everything. And I'm really trying to fix that. And I'm having to unlearn, help them unlearn some habits that we developed in the fact that I'm the mother. Tell them, you can talk to me. Ask me for anything. You might not like the answer, but I never want you to feel like because I'm your mother, you can't come to me and say how you feel as my child. Because essentially... These humans aren't ours. We're just, we're just maintaining them. It's almost like we're rent. We're renting. It ain't, if I don't want to say that. We're just holding on to them. We're just holding on to them. And people got to remember that. Like, people forget that children are humans. They are humans. Like, what the fuck? They're not going to grow up to be who the fuck you are. And I tell people, like, I give myself grace in my relationship with my children because we ain't going to always get along. God damn it. 
First of all, shit, in my house, we got a Cancer, a Pisces, a Scorpio, and two Aries. Bitch, we got a lot going on up in here. And it's females. It's all girls. It's all girls. We ain't gonna like each other all the time. And I tell my kids, even with their sisters, love them. You ain't gotta like them. You ain't gotta like them all the time. But love them. The love is what stays. The love is what perseveres. It ain't like. It ain't infatuation. It's love. If we do this shit out of love, we all right. We're gonna be all right. Shit. I ain't gonna like you. Go your ass to your room. Get the fuck out of my face. I need a couple minutes. But nonetheless. And I also tell my three-year-old that, like, helps me take a step back so she can be who she is. Notice a change. Notice a change in my household. My daughters, I'm allowing them to be who they are. Not who I want. I can't want another human to be nothing. Like I said, my mother, I can't want her to heal. I can't want her to be something. I have to just love them for who they are and where they're at because I would want that same grace bestowed upon me. And if you can't love a person for who they are, then you have to leave. Get the fuck out their way. That's just a sick son of a bitch. If you stick around, you don't love a person. If I can't love you for who you are right here, this is stupid. Can't fall in love potential. Can't love personal potential. We all know that women, because we love a man for potential in a heartbeat. And it always, it never works out. It never fucking works out. It never works out. So I determined to love everybody for where the fuck they're at right then. I'm not for what the fuck I think they should be or who I think they are or what. And it's helped so much. But going through these struggles, do I regret them? I don't regret nothing no more. Even to go through it sooner. Would I be able to handle this level of maturity in my 20s? No. Because 20s are fucking ghetto. 20s are the, the, the projects of life they are so ghetto god i've done some stupid shit and i needed to do that stupid shit i need to get that shit out of my system because i'm glad i'm not out here still trying to heal and start the healing process at 50 some people i gotta be happy where the hell i start hey don't be greedy now because motherfuckers out here leaving this earth unhealed leaving this earth not even starting a journey leaving this earth knowing you know who the fuck they are i see it as a nurse in a nursing home these people are just lost. I actually seen it with my grandmother. I told her recently because she went through a very trans big transition in her life and retirement didn't hit her like this. My grandma retired at 59, but I really watched what she was going through this last, this, these, this at the start of this year, my grandmother was going through a transition of life. I have a, a uncle that's autistic and she's been a mother in the role for 65 years could you have fucking imagine being a mother not in the sense of the word not i got children but literally making a human's doctor's appointment feeding them clothing them make then get to the point you're in your 80s and they're having issues that you you've done you've dealt with in your toddler could you imagine that's a lot of unlearning to do a ton of unlearning and we watched her she didn't handle this well because she was, this was a role. She didn't know who she was. She had, she's, she, she, she knew what she enjoyed in life, but she didn't know who the fuck she was. Once we, she had to finally, she couldn't do it no more. We had to finally turn over the reins to put my, my uncle in a nursing home. And my grandmother, did, she did not handle this shit well. And in turn, it literally drove my grandmother into dementia. And this is what I mean about your circle. I'm so happy she had me and my cousin. And both of us are big on grace. 
We have to tell people, you better give my grandma some fucking grace. Give her some grace. Give her some grace because people are so wrapped up in who the fuck she was that they wouldn't let her be who she is. They had this expectation of who she was supposed to be because of who she was, who, who she been. For 65 fucking years, she's been the matriarch. She's literally the matriarch of our family, of the, that side of the family. She couldn't even have, they wouldn't even give her grace to age. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. We really watched people not realize it was time for them to hold her hand. She had been holding grown humans' hands because she was a mother and they expected the expectation they put on her was literally draining the life out of her because her body was aging. Her mental capacity was aging. She was going through something they couldn't even go through it because no one would give her the fucking grace. To the point we had to, in her circle, in her, for the love of her, had to take over and fight for her. People don't have that. I've watched it constantly in the nursing home. People don't have that. And sometimes it's because they never encouraged themselves, allowed themselves. And I had to, we had to keep telling my grandmother, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then it got to the point where we just did it because she just, this is who the fuck she's been for 86 years and not even 65. My grandma was the oldest of seven. She's the oldest of seven. Then my grandfather, he died when she was, when my dad was three. And he's the youngest of four. So my grandmother's been doing this shit for a long time. She's had to be a strong black woman for a long fucking time. She had to raise kids as a single woman in the civil rights era. She had to be a strong black woman to hold down a fucking household by herself. Through race. Like, she, she, hey, that woman's my fucking hero. I don't give a fuck. Nobody say, I love that woman. You can't do shit for her. You can't do shit to her. But she, she leaned too much into those roles. So now at 86, my grandmother is learning who she is. She essentially as herself. I told her to mess up. She was going through this like dementia. And with dementia, sometimes you just forget things. My grandmother cried on my shoulder. Because it's something she didn't understand. I'm 32. My grandmother has been a pillar in my life. And I've never seen this woman cry. She cried because she just couldn't understand what was going on with her. She didn't understand why she couldn't remember. She didn't understand why she couldn't take care of somebody. She didn't understand why she had been doing this for so long, but it just no longer served her to do it. And it hurt her so much. She's now doing so much better. I told her, like, you're starting to look like yourself again. Encourage her to have grace. Be, do what you want. Not hurt nobody. Be who you are. You're not hurting nobody. And now she's learning who she is. And it's funny. My grandmother now is opening up and telling me some shit. Hey, she was telling me recently about the men she dated when she was in Chicago. My grandma was a teenager in Chicago. She grew up in Chicago. And the shit she be telling me, I'm like, damn, these are humans. And it's crazy that my me and my cousin know a lot about my grandmother. But my brothers and sisters, they don't know our grandmother. And that's because they still think that she's just some old, older lady. And she was a grandmother and she was a mother. But damn, my grandma was that bitch. Like, for real, you really listen to her like, girl, you was that bitch back in the day. I started asking her about how she met my granddad. And how she would be at the Navy Yard. That's how she met him at the Navy Yard. He was a Navy man. And just different things. Like, damn. It's crazy the shit that we put on each other. The pressures. 
that we start to lose ourselves and who the fuck we are and who we want to be and how we feel because people got us out here really being a title. I ain't going to be no damn title. You ain't going to title me, motherfucker. I'm being who the fuck I am. But I want to follow. I want to party. I want to do this. I ain't out here doing drugs. Motherfuckers out here living their human experience however the fuck they want to. Why can't I? Why can't I? I'm going to love. If I feel a certain type of way about a person, I'm going to love them. You can't, I can't be embarrassed if I'm doing it out of love. I cannot. I just fucking cannot. I can't be embarrassed if I'm doing the shit out of love. So I had like a friend and she, she don't understand why I do some of the things. I got a friend. I can't say I had a friend. I got a friend and she don't understand why I do things a certain way. She was like, why do you, why do you do it? Don't you think you give too much? Don't you think like you love too hard? And at first she had me like really thinking like, damn, because I do be getting my feelings hurt. I, maybe I should just, cause I was like, I'm, I'm going to my villain here. I ain't gonna love these men. She's like, I ain't gonna do that. But really, who the fuck is that hurting? Like who, who is that hurting? That's hurting nobody. It's hurting what the potential motherfuckers that come in my life. It hurts nobody but myself because I cut myself off from what God has given us is love. Like it, do you not think that love is like the purest and most best feeling in the world? To experience love and humans and experience everything. Seclusion. Like you out here secluding yourself in the world. And who the fuck does it hurt? Does it hurt the world that's out here living and jovial? And it don't hurt nobody but your damn self. To cut things off and cut everybody off because you're mad. Because you won't just see, tweak some shit. Just tweak it a little bit. So I'm like, she had a point. It's not that I love too hard. It's that everything and everybody does not deserve my energy and it's no hate no shade no i don't wish you ill or nothing but i gotta learn to keep a little for myself i was draining i was loving so hard it was draining me like the situation my daughter's my youngest daughter's dad him for four years and i loved him so hard it was draining me it was draining me to the point of self-esteem like i had to really really rebuild myself from that point which i'm grateful for it to this day it was horrible it was hard but I was loving people to the point of bankruptcy. I was not in a physical and like literal sense, but the point of I was draining my love bank all the way down to the negative. And country lane, I seen this. It was like you can't, you gotta, you gotta learn the budget. You gotta budget your energy. You gotta budget love. You don't. It's not that you don't can't get it. You gotta budget. You gotta budget yourself. So sometimes you'll come out of relationships and you ain't got enough love right now. You gotta rebuild that love. It ain't that I'm turning people away, but I want to keep just a little bit, just in case, just in fucking case. I've given so much to this person. I'm giving 50 to this person. I got 25 left and here come another person. I got enough just to get in. I got enough just for admission. <laughs> and then I grow from there. I build from there, but I can't deplete myself. So in response to her saying, I just think you just love too hard. You just love. That's what you, that's your human experience. I can't live my human experience for what you live your human. This is what I'm doing over here. I don't love too hard. Maybe my damn gift is to love. Give people the love. Some people need that shit. Some people need the love. And it also comes in a point where I have to learn being too humble can be toxic. You got to hype yourself up. You got to make sure you got to know that you are worthy. You, you can't be used. You can be used. You definitely can be used. All your shit matters. You got to open your mouth and say some shit. You never know who the fuck you might, you might save by opening your mouth. So that's why I also 
got to the point of I ain't embarrassed about shit. I tell everybody my business. Fuck it. I ain't, I, I tell everybody my business. Hey, I don't like kids. My kids get on my nerves sometimes. I love them. I love my kids to death. I love my god kids. I'm not trying to get on my damn nerves. That has opened up a lot of women have come to me and it has given them the okay space to be human. And as a woman, you think about it like, damn, a space where I can say, hey, I'm dealing with postpartum. Hey, I'm depressed as fuck. Hey, I need help. But if everybody around you, like in the black culture, is acting like they so good and so great, we never going to fucking heal. All of us, there's a lot of us with mental health issues. Like my auntie, for instance, when I went into this and checked myself into the hospital and they were, she really tried to play like I was wrong. Like it was like try to make me embarrassed for going to go get help. Like the embarrassing shit is that you're dealing with, you're sitting here with a fucking wound and it's bleeding out and you're allowing the infection to be worse instead of taking your ass to go get some help and go heal that. That's fucking embarrassing. It ain't me going to get the help. That's embarrassing. What's embarrassing is that you're clearly depressed and you've got a lot going on and you just sit and stewing it. You're just sitting there stewing and shit. Getting just just self-sabotaging the fuck out yourself. I'm supposed to be the one to spare. Like, really think about that shit. Like, I'm supposed to be embarrassed for going to get therapy. I'm embarrassed about helping myself. What the f- type of crazy? Like, we really. <laughs> That's why I say, like, be careful with the human experience. Because what the fuck are you mean? I'm supposed to be embarrassed about helping myself and healing myself. Out the judgment of somebody else who's probably going through the same thing. And they just too scared to come out and be who the fuck you are. Be who the fuck you be. Like, what? You've been living in pain for 50 years. And here I come with my 30-year-old self. And you want to tell me to just push through. Has this pushing through helped your ass? No. So let me do some unorthodox shit and go get some goddamn help. Come to find out my vitamin D levels is low. A lot of people don't realize there's probably a lot of fucking problems. Vitamin D levels is low. But you never know until you're going to get the fucking help. Being embarrassed. Because of what your friends might say. Well, I'm here to tell you if your friends judge you in that sense. Because you're out here getting the help that you need to be a better human and have a better human experience then they're not your fucking friends and that's going to be something that you're going to have to deal with and you might have to mourn the loss of the friendship you have outgrown this person they were probably great to you when you were 16 but at 32 and trying to be a healthier individual they probably ain't gonna they probably ain't ready for this part of life just don't work where's a feather do flock together so i think i'm gonna just wrap it up right there and that's just who the fuck i am i am gonna be who the fuck i am not what i am but who i am Period. Point blank. Y'all have a beautiful day, and I hope you all be who the fuck you are.